Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Hearthstone, all these TCGs at one point have had really big boom periods. And right now, Pokemon is going absolutely insane. So today, I'm gonna be talking with Keith about the craziness that is currently the Pokemon TCG. So welcome everyone to another edition of A Cast to the Pass. Uh, I am Ryan McNulty, come from Boston, Massachusetts. Joining me as previously mentioned, Keith Hamilton. Keith. Hi. I wasn't sure if I could talk yet because you know how like you're not it's like podcast rule that you're not supposed to talk until you're introduced. So I'm like, did does that one count? Can can I speak yet? <laughs> Is and, it your turn? Yeah, can can I present myself at this point? But now I can for sure present myself. So consider me presented. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, um, so yeah, the Pokemon TCG has absolutely exploded in the last year. I'm going to kind of get into that and how this all yeah. started. But So to clarify, because this is like, I, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago available in the archive about Lego and how I've gotten into Lego a lot like in a big way over this pandemic this this is your thing now the pokemon tcg yes. like you've gotten you're in the weeds on this oh one. yeah this is my throwing money into the fire <laughs> hobby right now so mm -hmm. but but is it though because like i've been looking around and there's there seems like some hot skrilla that can be made oh, yeah, with there's this some right money, now but not, nothing with what i have is gonna really <laughs> at least at the present <laughs> moment um but i I do have some some things that I'm that I'm doing like as far as investments. I know there's a lot of people out there like telling people, you know, million YouTube channels on investing in Pokemon. That's obviously not what we're here to do today, but no. some of the things that, you know, I'm doing with the card game, I'll definitely get into. But before we get into all of that, I think it's best to kind of take a step back, which was what we always do on this podcast and look into the past. And first asking you, Keith, because I know you're a big Pokemon fan like me. So what was your experience, you know, 1998 through 2000, whenever you fell out of it, the Pokemon from the TCG perspective, what was your childhood experience with Pokemon cards? I feel like I have the same experience that every 90s kid has where there was like a hot minute when those cards first came out that everyone was collecting them like everybody brought them to school it became that hot thing on the playground if you were in elementary school and then everybody was everybody was trading in my circles nobody really knew what to do with these cards how to yeah. actually battle but it was all about like god if you had that zapdos you were king of the mountain if you were that charizard you were basically royalty and that it was it was really big for the first edition for me like i think i ended up collecting the entire first edition of cards but wow. once we got to it like the second edition and the third edition the the new sets then that's when it kind of dropped off that's when i so do you became... mean first edition as in like the base set like the um... yeah the first the first set the first yeah. uh like the first i was run like if you of... have the full original set in all first edition cards then i i'd be very impressed but yeah but my first set because i know that 
that is there was a first edition i remember some of my cards having that little stamp in the yep. corner of it that said first edition but yeah i mean the first set and then after after a while the um when like the second and third set coming out i started to drop off and became more interested in like finding things to actually do with these cards and at that point when i started to learn how to actually um like play those tcgs competitively that's when i started leaning more towards things like magic the gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh, and found more enjoyment with that than the pokemon tcg just because to like i i don't know exactly why now that i'm thinking about it i think it was one of those things like you know as you grow up and you become more of like a piece of crap teenager it's like oh pokemon that's yeah. the baby I, thing and then my all my friends got into magic so i'm like well i guess i need to get into magic the gathering too yeah i think that's how it was for for a lot of kids um i myself had a similar experience uh that Christmas, that fateful Christmas, I got both red, blue, and the Pokemon card starter deck. So that was just Jesus. a that was a home run. Somebody grew Christmas. up rich. <laughs> I, I really didn't, but that was a particularly great Christmas. So that, is, that 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 would be a top five for yeah, sure. Absolutely, uh, and. I remember, you know, I I never pulled a Charizard from a booster pack. I had to trade to get one. That was the thing. I remember booster packs, like, for whatever reason at that time, like, my, you know, I'd ask my I remember asking my mom to get me a booster pack, and I already had that starter deck. And she came home, and she brought me another of the same starter deck. So I It's like, two, no, 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 you yeah. didn't have to do this. So it's like, <laughs> now I had two of those hollow Machamp cards that came with the starter deck. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. The time, though, I do remember getting booster packs, though, was a little bit later. A friend of mine said, oh, hey, this certain mall... They have the Japanese booster packs. So we went down there and we bought a couple of the Japanese things. So I was one of the first kids to have the Japanese cards, which some of the cards weren't even out yet for, you know, um, the United States yet. That's pretty freaking uh, So cool. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I used a bunch of those Japanese cards to get my way into getting a Charizard. And I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, the Charizard I got was like beat beat to shit it was just a terrible mm -hmm. terrible I condition also minus the japanese cards i also had that experience i had an arcanine and that was somebody's favorite pokemon so mm -hmm. i don't know how i pulled this off at a young age but i'm like hey i'll give you this arcanine you know you love it so much and i written charizard's my favorite so i'll trade you this arcanine for a charizard Ooh. and they went with it but again it wow. was a beaten up broken down charizard Still but damn it him. i had it i had it <laughs> the I, I wasn't was, even hollow so you got yeah, him. <laughs> that must have been like my first hustle as a kid <laughs> yeah and so with that like you i was the same way i think i tried to play the game once and was just like i don't really care it was all about collecting but then later on i i did get into Yu-Gi-Oh in like 2003 and ended up you know playing that pretty competitively there was a local tournament i would go to almost every single weekend so i was all in uh during the Yu-Gi-Oh days uh and I did have a kind of in college kind of a resurgence of getting back into Pokemon, you know, playing Ruby and Sapphire and then um, Pl Pokemon Platinum when that came out. And with that, I remember in college, there was a Christmas party I was supposed to go to and there was a Yankee swap 
gift thing that we were doing. Like, uh, um, so I went to a Walgreens and I picked up this Charizard tin and it was meant to be as like a joke, kind of funny, uh, Yankee swap gift. Like I'll be funny to give someone like Charizard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't end up going to that party for whatever reason. So I still had the tin and I just gave it to my friend who has a bunch of Pokemon cards. Like he still had his collection from when he was, when he was a kid. Mine got lost in the move or thrown out or whatever, unfortunately. Yeah, and, same here. I yeah. don't know where mine is anymore. And boy, am I kicking myself yeah, for that. Yeah, it makes these me days. sad. It makes me sad, but <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, so I gave him that tin and he like it kind of like sparked some nostalgia for him so he dug out all of his old pokemon cards and then he invited a bunch of us over and we all just made our own decks and did this big tournament and it was like a ton of fun so naturally then we started going out and buying more pokemon cards and this is during like the huh. diamond and classic Pearl. enabling oh yeah <laughs> so it was like one little thing that was supposed to be a joke ended up sparking this whole thing and so for that summer we were just buying pokemon cards and building decks and, and playing each other there was and it was so much fun and now come to find out with this current boom of pokemon cards that that era of cards that we were buying was actually a low point for the tcg so a lot of those cards that we were buying are actually really hard to find now and mm. i i believe my friend still has a bunch of them so that's that's pretty awesome that we were able to kind of pick some of those cards up that might actually have some value now because they didn't print a lot of them because the demand was a lot lower so that's going to kind of transition into what's going on now because yeah, so I'm sure you're hearing all these this buzzing. Question. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let me ask this question because it kind of, it seemed like it happened damn near overnight. And I, and I understand that like I might be a little closer to it just being your friend, but out of nowhere, it seemed like everybody started talking about Pokemon TCG again and opening booster packs and trying to find shiny versions of these cards, like to the point mm -hmm. where now I see like some of the biggest streamers on Twitch just doing like pack opening streams and then like destroying these cards for fun or whatever they're ending up, end up doing. So what happened? Yeah. Why did this happen? Is this like a pandemic thing? Like how everybody kind of has a hobby and then and everybody's remembering their childhood and they're going like Pokemon cards or what caused this like societal switch to flip because it's it just and seemed the, like it came out the, of nowhere. The answer may surprise you. The answer is Logan Paul of all things. But that that is really, you know, <laughs> I, I should feel surprised about that, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, uh, that is one of the big things. So I, I think two things happened. First of all, 2016 was also a kind of Pokemon resurgence because that's when Pokemon Go came out. Mm -hmm. So with yeah, that, that was another thing that was the hottest yeah. thing on the planet. So for with a that, minute. the TCG actually did get a bump in 2016. So that might have been kind of like the precursor. And that's why we got this set that came out around then called XY Evolutions, which was like a reprint of the original base set. It had a lot of those cards like redone. Um, and now, right now, okay. that set, even though for a while like you could get it anywhere they were thrown in and everything and now people are after that set because the nostalgia is back big time but basically what happened was logan paul 
because he, you know, as a kid was into Pokemon and he wanted to recapture that nostalgia, he bought a sealed first edition base set booster box for like 300k something like that or 200k good lord and what he did was and you're and you're talking about like the packs that like had both or uh charizard venusaur blastoise on them like the ones that i used to go to 7-eleven base set is that first set that we open up as a kid Mm -hmm. and so he had the first edition so that's that's you know if you hear about the 300k charizard being sold it's the first edition base at charizard that that's the card they're talking about and he opened that box up but what he did was instead of you know taking that full burden on financially on himself he sold individual packs to other people who wanted to buy in and now it's a thing they call as an influencer would do yes influence people to buy things so they call these box breaks which so not one person is is taking on the full cost of a lot of these old boxes and now this is like a thing that's happening everywhere so once people saw him opening it up and they had this guy who was really pumping up the value a lot of these cards saying like all this bulb this common bulbasaur first edition if it's graded, like you, you take it to a place called, you know, PSA. I'm sure you've heard like PSA 10, this term getting thrown around. Yeah. Um, if it's graded and it's deemed like, oh, this is a flawless card, it's worth like, he said like, oh, it's worth 10, 20, 30K. That ended up being a meme. Like that Bulbasaur is, it's worth a decent amount, more than you probably think, but it's not worth anywhere near that. No. Um, but anyway, that let's be up. real. That yeah. would be a crazy person. Like yeah. I could understand like the big cards of that set being worth that much. Like like we mentioned earlier, your Charizards, but uh, that Bulbasaur maybe not. Yeah. Well, surprisingly though, if you have like a first edition of a Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and you do send it out, you get it graded, and it comes back a ten. Then yes, it it actually can be worth over a thousand dollars, which is surprising for a common card. Um, but again first edition is what matters those uh what they call unlimited the non-first edition every like so many people have good conditions of those in their basement everywhere so there yeah. you can send it to get it graded you might be able to get God, like i'm so mad yeah. i don't know where mine are you know, you'll be able to get oh some money God. for those cards but not nearly what everyone thinks you would get um and even like the, oh, hey, if it comes right out of a pack, it's going to be a 10, right? Now, there's certain things about the way that it comes out, like the way it's centered on the card itself. So uh, even a pack fresh card isn't guaranteed to be a 10. There's and I certain remember things. the edges being yeah. like a contention point where exactly. in, like even back in the day when I would get these booster packs, sometimes you would have like whitening on the edges yep. of them. Yep, that all matters. Um, So if there's any of that, it it can get knocked down a a point or two. So, um, yeah, people who think, oh, just because I got a fresh out of a pack, it's automatically a 10. No, that's not the case. Um, And right now, all these people are just finding out about grading. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing until this all blew up. And now the companies that do the grading, you have to wait like basically a year to get your card back. They're so backed up because everyone is just flooding them, thinking all of their cards are wor- going to be worth millions of dollars. So it's just been this huge Maybe explosion. Maybe that's the angle. Maybe it's not trying to search these cars. Maybe I should just go get licensed to grade things and then charge a fee. <laughs> well, you gotta you got to build up quite a reputation. Um, there's like a when new... When it's in yeah. such a high demand, do you though? <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, there's only like three companies right now. So people only want to buy the cards if they're coming from these like reputable people that do the grading. So, um, you know, it's these big companies. But yeah, I don't know too much about it other than like if you're like, oh, this is a, a Keith Hamilton graded 10 people are going to be like well what's that that's not worth anything to me you know you have to <laughs> maybe it, not now maybe, maybe not, not yeah now. you could be on to something but mm-hmm. um, so that's where like that's the whole boom that's happening right now where does ryan mcnulty fit into all this so where i come in was so i wasn't i, I didn't watch logan paul because um <laughs> that's just not my thing <laughs> But I did see other streamers that I were wa- that I was watching. Like I've uh, Ms. Kiff is someone on Twitch that I've watched. Um, he like, speed runs Mario sixty four and does a bunch of other just random kind of just chatting, acting like an idiot. Um, but he he's always been into like video games and Pokemon, collecting like sealed boxes of like N sixty four games and stuff like that. But he was opening up like Team Rocket booster boxes and. Um, and then he started opening more stuff. So that kind of got me initially interested in it. And then going through the YouTube rabbit hole, there's a guy named Pokey Rev who does these live openings every single week. He opens up a vintage booster box and he'll open up, you know, current cards. That's, God, yeah. I don't even want to wrap my head if around you, his collection. If you just watch a video of his, you will see in the background, he's got a sealed box of every single like set that's ever come out for Pokemon. And he's got like Pokemon Stadium still sealed, like all this stuff. He has a snap station. He's got a crazy collection. And that's just he has like other warehouses of stuff that like it's it's insane. Um but yeah, it's just completely taken over. And so just for the fun of it and um, for wanting to kind of get back into it and wanting to get a couple of these cards that I haven't gotten, I was like, oh, let me try and get some evolutions because you can get a Charizard that's the same artwork, but it doesn't cost you as much money. You don't have to shell over, you know thousands of dollars just to get this card and is that that reprint you were talking about earlier yeah so i did end up getting a reverse a reverse hollow version meaning like the the border um and everything outside the picture is hollow i ended up actually getting a second one i have two of these now but um they do have the regular hollow version of it but it is the original artwork of charizard that you've seen from base set and uh it's really really cool and even that if you're able to again like the whole grading process it can be worth a lot of money because they made the set like crap so if you get one that's actually like centered well and isn't like scuffed then it actually can be worth a lot of money but um, another thing i was into was um, there's a couple sets where you can get a shiny charizard and that is uh, okay so let's pause right there for a second because in pokemon for those who don't know like there's the normal pokemon and then there's this variant of it this extremely rare variant called a shiny like with the example of charizard instead of the typical orange he's black now 
And then you told me that this happens in Pokemon cards <laughs> and my yes. jaw nearly hit the floor because I mean, like, I guess so. But this seems like the work of crazy people because on average, like I've done some shiny hunting now in Sword and Shield because those are like the Pokemon games I've gravitated to the most. Mm -hmm. Your odds of getting a shiny are like one in 600 around there. Oh, it's like, yeah. Well, I was going to say in, yeah, depending on the way that you try mm -hmm. and go for the shiny. There's money involved with this. Like, I can just sit there and it's just time and eventually I'm going to find the thing that I want. You have to open packs for this shiny. Oh, yeah. And that seems insane when you're adding monetary value yeah, well, to that. Well, the odds aren't, uh, yeah, I mean, the odds, maybe it is like one in 600 packs, something around that for a shiny Charizard. So that's but about $6,000 worth of packs, is it not? <laughs> I just uh, want to make sure I have the math a, right uh, in my head. Depending on which set it is. So there's, um, and even before this boom, this set that came out, it's called Hidden Fates. It came out, I believe, in early, it came out sometime in 2019. And I was into other stuff in Pokemon at the time. So I was listening to a podcast and they talked about the set. So once I heard about it and that the fact that you could get a shiny Charizard, I actually bought just one tin that comes with like four packs because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Uh, and this was well before, you know, any of this boom. And I didn't, I didn't end up, I got a shiny Eevee, which was cool. And that's, oh, that's cool. it's worth about $20. So, hey, whatever. Um, so but, if shinies are only worth like 20 bucks, then they're not as rare as they are yeah, in like so the game special versions. Sets. Then. So this set that I... Um, that came out in 2019 called Hidden Fates. It it was a super popular set because they had some like lesser rare shinies in it that were, um, you know, it was just the picture itself um, and not like a full art card because um, that's a thing now. They have these cards that are like takes up the art takes up the majority of the card and it looks really, really cool. Um, and the really rare ones were like the full art shinies, but they had like kind of the smaller shinies in there too, just so it's like you always kind of, it made you feel like a winner more often because they'd pack in a lot of stuff. So they're not like super, super they're not as rare as the video games and it's like a special set made for it. And so that's, are, yeah. are they basically like that edition's holographic cards then? Um, yes. Because, yeah. like, I remember back in the day, like, oh, you pulled a holographic. That was cool. That you yeah, felt see, like things got, you got things something have gotten very a lot, cool. Things have gotten a lot more complicated now. There's not mm -hmm. just your regular cards in, in your holographics. Now you have... Um, so you have your regular cards, then you have the reverse hollow, which I was talking about, where the picture is normal, but the rest of the card is actually shiny. Then you have your standard holographics. Those still exist, but those are considered like not even good anymore. A regular holographic is now like lame, unless it's one of these shinies I'm talking about. And then you have your ultra rares, which are, it's like a bigger art that takes up most of it. And then they have like the full art version, which it takes up even more of the card. And then they have the secret rare version, which is like a, it's oh like a God. rainbow. It's like a rainbow effect. Um, so, uh, you know, in Sword and Shield, the, um, the big fat Pikachu, the Dynamax Pikachu. Yeah. They have a rainbow rare version of that in the newest set that came out. And that's like the big chase card. Like that's, it's okay. worth like $300 right now, even though it's a, it's not even like an old set. 
Um, hmm. So there's a lot. Of, it, it can get really confusing because it's not just simply a hollow and a non-holographic. They have uh, a lot more stuff going on. Um, but anyway, that Hidden Fate set that I was talking about, it was impossible mm-hmm. to find anything for a while. And then they just recently did a reprint. And I had to spend a, quite a pretty penny to get this uh, Elite Trainer box I have here, which mm-hmm. are, they're usually meant to be like a, a starter kit kind of thing. But most people buy them because you can get 10 packs in them. So mm-hmm. it's like these sets that they come out with, um, these special ones, they don't have a booster box variation. So most of the time a set comes out and if you want to go all in, you'll buy a booster box, right? So you can get 36 packs. Um, it's like kind of the most, if you want to buy a lot of packs, it's like the most efficient way to to, to get them. I but, remember there was a point in my life where I was buying the World of Warcraft card game booster, like booster boxes just for a chance at the in-game codes. Yeah. Did you get a and- Spectral Tiger? I did not get a spectral oh. tiger, but I got a broom, and I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> you gotta love that broom. God, it was like um, seventy bucks. So yes, I do love that broom. <laughs> um, so yeah, these special sets that they come out with every once in a while, they don't have booster boxes. So that makes everyone like buy all these elite trainer boxes and all these special other like tins and things like that. So what's the difference between a booster box and an elite trainer box? Like, is that like the like the the starter set style so an thing? Elite these trainer days, box, or? it's sort of like a starter set. Um, although they do have like the regular starter decks. I think they're starting to phase those out though, because like nobody really wants them anymore. The elite trainer box it comes with sleeves for your cards. It comes with a bunch of energies. It comes with like dice and like the little counter things you use that are part of the game. The special Elite Trainer boxes, like I said, for like Hidden Fates, comes with a sweet promo card. This one had the legendary birds and it's like a stained glass window with all three legendary birds on it. So that's pretty cool. It's really cool. And then you get the 10 packs. Um, And it's like the MSRP price is $50. But the way that the market is and because you can't like you can't get these in stores um they're just impossible to find because scalpers are coming in and they're buying everything up if you try like these are going for 130 dollars online so like almost triple the price i actually yeah i bought these two of these for a hundred dollars so double the price and that was considered a good deal I'm just gonna roll right past that one and let the people at home make their uh, make their assumptions. But that kind of leads into the next question I had, where like you can find Pokemon cards everywhere if you're looking for them. Like maybe not so right now because you know everything's kind of like up on its head. Mm-hmm. But like I went to Costco the other day and I saw like a box of Pokemon really? cards. I I re- can yeah. you buy them for me? <laughs> no, should should I, I let Costco you know? My Costco is all out. Hey. Mm-hmm. But like I can go to I like I don't know if it's the case now. But I remember going to a dollar store and finding like oh here's oh, a, yeah. like a pack of nine random pokemon cards like are those worth value like is yeah. it just like a pick up anything you can find because so, you'll get a return on it well or? okay so here's the thing if you so this elite trainer box that i have it has i still have one i bought two so one i'm keeping sealed but the one i opened 
So it's a hundred dollars. Do I have a hundred dollars in value from what I opened? Absolutely not. The promo card is okay. worth is worth some money because it's really cool and people want it and these things are hard to find. But most of the time, unless you get one of the big top cards, you're not getting that value back. However, if there is a desired set and you buy the packs and then you want to like hold on to them for a couple of years and then resell them, you can definitely um, make some money that way. And that's why part of this is I'm kind of building up a sealed collection. And this is something I've thought about doing for years and I, I kicking myself for not starting sooner was I always I always knew that a lot of these old cards appreciated especially like a sealed booster box and I always thought like oh Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon maybe I should just every time a set comes out just buy a booster box and stash it away and just forget about it and then eventually I can sell them all and I thought about doing this like two or three years ago and I'm kicking myself for not doing it because now everyone's kind of smartened up to it and that's what everyone's doing but nevertheless i'm still doing it because there's a lot of like i said these desired sets and i'm hanging on to it um, but most of the time yeah you're not going to if you open a pack unless you get one of these top cards and some sets the best card you can get is only worth like 30 bucks um, but other sets like i said that pikachu it's worth 300 dollars. so um, you, you can end up making some some decent money but even those dollar store packs they come with a lot of them just come with three cards in a pack and you're not guaranteed a rare. So a lot of times you're like, oh, those kind of suck. But because they're only a dollar, you can buy a crap ton of of them and they can have literally any card in the entire set. So you can still pull the rarest card ever from the dollar packs. It's just odds are odds are against you. But I've gotten some pretty sweet pulls from from the uh, from the dollar pack. So they can be if you want to just rip packs, you can spend thirty bucks and just get thirty of these, uh, like little packs. It, it's it's pretty fun to to open them. It's fascinating to me because if you replace the words Pikachu card with like stock, you're pretty much talking about the stock market. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and one thing to to actually talk about it and the current thing as of um you know it's kind of already settled down as of this recording but uh, i'm starting to get into kind of selling cards now um because mm-hmm. you know I, i'm still collecting all the sets but if i have duplicates especially duplicate of like an ultra rare card um like i might as well sell it try there's and, no reason not to yeah flip try and recoup especially some if of there's the money. a demand there so right now there's a boom because people on youtube just like hype up these cards so it's almost like these pump and dump schemes are going on where there's a lot of these full art supporter cards um and i have a couple of them they have ones that's like giovanni it's like a full like art picture of giovanni or one of like red um they so have that's one, like a trainer style yeah, card you know, like, like the trainer, it's not yeah. a, it's not a pokemon but it's a character yeah, from the series exactly. or the so games there's like or a whatever. card I have called Giovanni's Exile and it's like a it's a trainer card like you would have in the game but it's a full picture of Giovanni like holding up a pokeball so you're like oh that's like a really sweet card because it just looks nice to have like on your shelf or whatever now there's a lot of these you know like Misty and like all the female characters so for what people call them the waifu cards anyway People have been buying those up, and they're, <laughs> believe it or not, I the, hate the internet, man. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes, of, because, oh my god, because of how people are, those cards have blown up in value. And when some of these were were blowing up, 
I was looking at some of the cards like on TCG Player where you can buy a lot of single cards. And I, I, f- I picked out a few cards that like were still only 3 to $5. And I bought those cards. I haven't even gotten them yet. And they've already tripled in value. So, wow. And I bought multiple copies of most of them. So I'll probably keep one of each and I'm going to sell them right back. So there's like, there's kind of a like day trader version of this. If you want to play that game, it's a dangerous game to play. Um, But if you see, if you think like something, you know, you can kind of speculate, you're going to take some losses, but. um, Of course, it's like that with anything though. Right now, because it's so crazy um that things are like values are going crazy so there's there's money to be made if you really want to get into it but it's it's definitely a, a dangerous game the safest thing you can do is if you're trying to like make money is it's play the long game buy some booster boxes put them in a closet forget about it and then maybe you know check in in five years and see what the value is because most of these booster boxes once they go out of print will almost always increase in value let me tell you about Lego investment sets. I, I'm picking up what you're putting yeah. down. Mine's just in brick form right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of that, a lot, anything that's collectible. So if, if you have like a Star Wars, like a Star Wars set and you want to buy two, buy one for fun and one to just stash away and have perfect in perfect sealed condition, someone will want to buy it, you know? They'll be it's like, true, oh, because, used, you know, I had that set when I was a kid and I destroyed it. And then now they want to buy it. So it's someone who got that as a kid for their birthday this year. You know, in 10 years, they maybe they want to, like, take a trip down memory lane and they find, like, a perfectly sealed one. There's there's money there. Mm-hmm. It's not totally applicable, but the theory of, like, one man's trash is another man's treasure is basically what that is. Like, it might not mean much to you, but to somebody else, it could mean the world. Like, I, to me, the big, like, the number one Pokemon card is that first set holographic Zapdos. Like, I remember Mm -hmm. mowing lawns for months and then trying to save up enough money so I could go to my local, uh, like, comic shop that sold Pokemon cards and buy that holographic Zapdos. That was the last card I needed to complete my set. And I've always had that fond memory of that Zapdos those cards so if i were to get something to sit on a shelf it would be that card i imagine it's insanely expensive and that's for something and that's probably where the buck stops but that same theory exists for like almost every card somebody else has that same experience for so you're 100 percent right that there's like it means something to somebody yeah and that's really what it is the value is in the nostalgia and what people put it at, right? Because in that Zapdos, I have the the evolutions like reprinted version of it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it really is the power of um, nostalgia because if you look at it, right, um, Blastoise and Hitmonchan were more competitively viable cards back in 1999 than the Charizard card. But why oh, yeah. is why is Charizard worth more? It's because Charizard was the most fondly remembered Pokemon. To this day, Charizard is like the like almost the yeah. mascot it's, of Pokemon. Yeah, it's Pikachu. That's the you cool got Pikachu card. and you got Charizard. Those are the two most popular Pokemon. 
Um, those are the top two most popular. And I know people love like Greninja and all that stuff these days. But hey, if you look at the value of the cards, the cards that are worth the most are the Pikachu cards and the Charizard cards. And it it is that way for a reason because of Plus, how didn't Charizard have him. like the most attack so they kind of artificially made him cool that yeah, way as I mean, well kids, he did like 120 Char- damage yeah and- Charizard I believe I think he had like 120 HP and 150 um attack and yeah, even the evolutions it. one they made him stronger because compared in today like power creep of today's TCG that that would actually be considered weak but I think it it helped that if you looked in the starter deck in the manual, they had a picture of the Charizard card. So I think a lot of kids saw that. They and really like, just like that, they really just weighed the deck as yeah, much as they could that just in that like, direction. Hi- it hyped people up to be like, I need I to get that card. I remember seeing those numbers as a kid and going like, wow, that oh, that's so strong. I yeah. need to have that. Even though it's probably, I think Charizard was a little bit like cumbersome to actually use um, yeah. with with everything, and uh, like Blastoise and Hitmonchan just ended up being better decks to to run at the time. Uh, I had no idea because I was not in the competitive stuff. But again, yeah, I was a it's a dumb the power. kid and I just wanted the big numbers. That's exactly. All. <laughs> it's the power of nostalgia that that drives the value and also just the rarity. If there's like a one of a kind card, then that's going to be worth a ton. So that's the Pokemon TCG in a nutshell. Uh, I'm glad we could have you're this conversation. Have to, you're going to have to up. let us know how this goes. Like I, f- I feel like I've sat under the learning tree and understand more about what this phenomenon goes or like what's happening. But you're in the weeds, and I think we're going to have to do a follow up to see like how yeah. this whole investment. Yeah, I mean, there's going. a there's new sets coming out. There's a set similar to hidden fates coming out called shining fates that's going to be all the sword and shield pokemon with shiny variations and also does that include like galarian forms and that stuff or um yeah i believe so i'm trying to think of some of the shinies um there's going to be like a shiny crobat there's um the big one of course they have a charizard because charizard's almost always like the big card there's a but is v- it like um or not mega but the v max uh, it's a shiny yeah, the G-Max. yeah the big one is a shiny yeah they call it v max in the card game for whatever oh, reason okay. um, but yeah it's gigantamax charizard shiny so it looks really really cool um, and there's going to be a ton of other shiny cards in it. Um, so this is like the new big set that's coming out, comes out next month. And it's difficult to even get like pre-orders right now. It's that insane. Um, but you'll probably see it in stores. And if you want to have some fun, I suggest you pick that up because it's going. if there was like a set, I would say like that's going to be reasonable to get and really, really fun to open. It's going to be this Shining Fates coming out next month. Uh, so... That's the big thing going if on I right now. If I see it, I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you're able to find it, I can. I, I, I do have one pre-order for some stuff, but other than that, it, it's been pretty difficult. Um, yeah, but I'm glad I could kind of get you up to speed on the, the chaos that is the Pokemon TCG. Um, but hey, it's something we can continue the conversation on the Discord. So if you'd like to join, I suggest you go to acastofthepast.com slash Discord. We talk about not just tcg but you know video games food everything um it's a ton of fun and it's a great way to uh talk to us any specific episodes you want to uh you know dig a little bit more about our thoughts on things or just let us know what games you're playing and and uh like 
any games you picked up recently. Uh, or if you feel like just hustling, like uh, hustling cards to Ryan. If you're yeah. like, hey, I got, I got this Arcanine. You want, you want it for forty bucks, and then you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you'll depending make a sale. On what, yeah, depending what it is, we'll talk. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys for uh, joining us for another edition, uh, and we'll see you next time on a cast to the past. Got 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 to collect them all. I, I wanted to say that the whole episode <laughs> and couldn't fit it in, so I, I fit it in there. Got 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 collect them all. Good job. <laughs>